Nope, we don't need to speed up the process. We don't need to nuke this. You know why? Because this is the non-microwave truth. The little man that could, the little man that would. This is C.L. Whiteside, and this is brought to you by Time of Grace Ministry. I wanted to make sure I said thank you to the people that have shared this podcast with a friend or family or some random person. I appreciate you a lot. The people that have reached out on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, I had somebody say, hey, what could I pray for you for? Like, man, I, I appreciate that a lot. The power of prayer is, is something real. It's something special. And I definitely appreciate all y'all and love y'all. So thank you for that. Let's get into our first world problem question. I don't know how I got to thinking about this, but this just shows you sometimes how my mind works. And our first world problem question was this before the fall of man. So we going back to Adam and Eve, the beginning of time before they sinned, Could humans talk to animals? And the reason I say this is because in Genesis chapter three, when the serpent said, what did he say? He said, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? I just find that just crazy because like if a serpent started talking to me, I'd be like, hold up. What, what is going on? But they just answered or I should say Eve just answered. So I always wonder, like, did they have some like Dr. Doolittle type of connection where maybe they didn't talk, but they could literally know what the animals were saying or could they literally talk to the animals? What do you think? Could they talk to the animals? And there's something else I just find fascinating about that Genesis chapter three exchange is that after Eve ate the fruit, was the serpent sitting there like, yeah, now go ahead and give some to Adam. It doesn't say that in the Bible, but it doesn't say it doesn't say that it didn't happen. But, but what do you think? Do you think that Adam and Eve could talk to animals before the fall of man. And then I thought about the serpent too. Like, what was he saying? Was he geeking him up? Was he like, yeah, go ahead. And then when Adam took it, like, see what I'm talking about? You see? Because I always imagined that he like slithered away or crawled away because maybe the serpent had legs in. But when it says that God addressed the serpent and said something to him, I was like, oh, it seemed like the serpent was still there. So I guess I got a few first world problem questions. One, did Adam and Eve, were they, did they have the capability and did they talk to animals before the fall? Two, did the serpent stay? Three, did the serpent say something else besides what is just recorded in the Bible? Do you think that the serpent says something else like, ha, gotcha? Or, hey, Adam, it's your turn now. Or see what I'm talking about? You can feel good and evil now. Like, was the serpent geeking them up? But this is our first world problem. I would love to hear from you on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. You can find this in Genesis chapter three. And this is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The title of our episode today is two reasons people listen. Which one are you? Two reasons people listen. Which one are you? And I thought about this episode. This episode is inspired because my school did a program. I'm not going to tell you what type of program it was, but they did a program. And I kid you not, I feel like some people tuned in to watch the program, to listen to the program, just to critique it, just to talk stuff, just to find something wrong with it. And it's just made me think, like, why do people listen? Why does the average person actually listen? A lot of people just listen so that they can talk or they can refute or they can argue your point. But 
And I thought about myself when I listened, when I watched, when I saw this program, what was what was different about this? And, and the first thing, because I'm going to tell you, I thought the program was fire. I thought it was lit. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was well done. But some people didn't necessarily agree with that. And some people didn't think that. And I realized that there was something that a, a bias or something that I have. The people that ran this program, the, the man and the woman, I saw them as a brother. I saw them as my brother in Christ. And then I thought about it like I consider them friends, friends, almost like family. And I think about it. We have history together and their history has produced good fruit. But then I wondered about the people that critiqued it or the people that were talking stuff about the program. And I was like, what did they see these people as? Like, what type of bias did they have? And to give you a little background, all of us are supposed to be of the same denomination or the same common faith or the same beliefs. But did they see these people who created this program, who ran this program, did they see them as brothers or sisters of Christ or brothers or sisters, period? Or did they just see them as what? What did they see them as? Now, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Whenever I have found somebody to low key be hating on me or talking crazy or lying, it takes a lot for me to listen because I'm listening and I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm listening almost to be like, all right, let them say something wrong. I'm about to I'm about to let them know right now. I'm listening to defend. I'm listening to I'm listening to to jump on their heels and be like, look, this is what you said wrong there. But the spirit of God has allowed me to listen with love and allow me to listen to connect and allow me to not be offended so easily and to change the way I'm listening. But I had to keep it a bug. It, it is tough. And I know that we all face that from time to time. Now, I want you to think about this. When you are listening to someone, especially if it's a little controversial, what is your natural position? I guess when you're listening to anything, like, are you aware of the biases that you have? Are you aware of the biases that you have? And now there's a path, a passage in Matthew seven that I think we can apply this to with listening and watching and so many different things that we can tune into. It talks about our eyes, but this is also a listening thing. Matthew chapter seven, verse three. It says this is Jesus talking. He says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And on this episode of two reasons people listen, which one are you? One of the main reasons that people listen is to argue and debate and to be divisive. Now, every once in a while, we have people that listen to to love and to connect and to unify. Which one are you? In most cases, in most situations, why do you listen? Some of y'all not even listen. Y'all just hear. Y'all don't even know what the person's talking about. Y'all just come in and throw your opinion out there. And he's like, bro, you didn't even you didn't even acknowledge what this person just said. But that's the topic for another thing. Now, what we see with Jesus is Jesus is like an awesome question master and we're going to talk about that a little later because jesus is always unpeeling he's always getting to the root of the issue because there will be some times where we should be be divisive or divide but look at how jesus asked questions we'll talk about that a little later now this passage from titus chapter 3 verse 9 tells us how we should handle these situations because some of us love to argue we love to debate we love to just talk about stuff 
and just get our opinion, opinion out there. But this is what it says in Titus chapter three. It says, but avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law because these are unprofitable and useless. Warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. Have nothing to do with them. We like that to point out or make somebody be divisive. But in some cases, it's like this person's not even divisive. We just got to listen and problem. In some cases, it's true. Now, something that we forget to apply, though, is the compassion. Ephesians chapter four, verse 32 tells us, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Just like who? Just like Christ get forgave you. So treating people like Christ treats us. We sometimes forget that. We sometimes forget that Christ, our God, our Savior, he listens to us, even though we really, he shouldn't have to. Like, right? He, he's God. He shouldn't have to listen to some puny, stinky, ugly uh, humans like me. But that's just how it is. Or how about Proverbs 15, verse 1? This is something else we should take into consideration when we are listening. It says, a gentle answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. So some of us like pushing that button and getting somebody to go tick, tick, boom. But God says that's not the way to do it. He tells us a, a gentle answer is turns away wrath. You don't want to make somebody crazy. But some of us take pride in making people react and lose their minds. You don't want to do that. Don't do that. Second Corinthians, second Timothy four, verse two tells us. What should we do, though, when we do have these conversations, when we do listen and we don't necessarily agree with something or we want to speak that truth to them with love? It tells us how to do that. It says, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke. You notice it says correct and rebuke, but then it says something else and encourage. Sometimes we forget that encourage piece. It says with great, with great patience and careful instruction, with great patience and careful instruction. So there's a method behind how we do this, how we disagree with somebody. It's about giving them patience. It's about being careful in instruction. It's about choosing our words wisely. It's about encouraging them as well. It's not just about rebuking them and saying, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's about doing this with love and, and compassion. And that's something that we forget. And this is a, a, a awesome strategy that a lot of times we need to apply, especially when we hear something and we get offended or we take it back like, whoa, pause. What, what did you just say? We, we need to ask them or say, hey, this is what I heard you say. This is how I took it. What did you mean? Or can you elaborate on that? Can you explain a little bit more? Or when they do double down and say that, well, why do you say that? Why do you think that? Why do you feel that? We don't ask enough questions. We don't. We just usually attack because we feel like we got attacked. But it's about taking a step back and actually listening. Listening is the key. Listening to actually get to the root of what is being said. And I feel like there are three different ways that, that we listen. I feel like one of the ways is we listen like Pharisees. And if you listen or if you look at how the Pharisees listen, they always were trying to find something wrong with Jesus. They were always trying to find something wrong. They were always trying to nitpick. And I feel like Pharisees are people in today's age that could be people that are really into the Bible. I think pastors, this is something really, really big for pastors or people that are longtime Christians or people that sometimes catch themselves saying, you know, I really, really try to follow the Bible as best as I can. 
or people that sometimes are like, I'm a good person. When all of a sudden you feel like you're morally superior to other people, sometimes that can cause you to listen like a Pharisee and nitpick and then hear what people say and just try to find every single thing that's wrong with it. Instead of peeling back the layers, showing compassion and, and being like Christ in, in that way. Another way that I feel like we listen at times is we listen like the crowd described in John chapter six. This was the crowd that was grumbling and they had an expectation or they had an idea in their minds on how something could be. And since Jesus wasn't being that that king that they wanted to be, this is when they were talking about feeding the 5,000. They're like, oh, Jesus can feed us all day, every day, eating good, baby. So they had that expectation like this is how he should be. So when they listened, they listened with that type of bias. And that's what we got to realize sometimes why our listening is messed up is because we have the wrong expectations. We have the wrong expectations and we want it to fit. We want it to fit into something that we can mold or a specific mode that we have. And we want it to fit to like what we think is ideal or perfect. And that's something that we got to check with our sinful nature because it, it'll send us off. It would definitely send us off. The third way I think we listen are like the are like the Christians or the Corinthians, I should say, in first Corinthians chapter three. And they had a lot of bias and they listened, a lot of bias and they listened. And that's because their allegiance was something besides Christ. So what I mean by that is we can have allegiances to our race. We can have allegiances to our gender. We can have allegiances to our trauma and our hurt. We can have allegiances to political parties or our hometown or where you came from or you didn't come from. And these allegiances, if there's something besides Christ, cause us to have a bias. And that's where I talk about being aware of those biases. And if you look at in first Corinthians chapter three, that's when they were talking about, I'm, I follow Cephas. I follow Paul. I follow this person. It's like, no, we all really follow Christ when you're trying to do this the right way. But what is your allegiance to first? And that's just something that wants to take away from Christ. So on this episode of two reasons, people listen, which one are you? We got to look at how did Yeshua? How did Jesus listen? Now, I'm going to tell you this right off top. He had no bias when he listened. Now, we can't do that. We can't do that because we are not perfect like him. He had no bias when he listened. But what we should do is we should be aware of the biases that we do have and be aware of like, is this something in my eye? I got is something in your eye or something? We got to be aware of the stuff that's in our eye and make sure that we're moving that and, and taking that out. Proverbs 18 verse 2 tells us this. It says, fools find no pleasure in understanding. I'm telling you, I'll be having some conversation with people. I'll be like, boy, this person a fool. I can't even like, they're a fool. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. This is the social media effect. Like everybody got to get their opinions and stuff. You want to give your opinion? Just go put it on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. So a lot of times, like, who asks you? Like, your opinion really doesn't, doesn't matter. But that's the social media effect where we feel like we always have to give it an opinion. Sometimes, you know what we got to do? Just shut up. Just shut up and listen. Gain a new perspective. If you don't have a thought, you don't have to say anything. Sometimes we just talk and stuff just comes out. And when you, stuff just comes out that shouldn't come out, it's stupid. And you sound like a fool. In Proverbs 18, verse 2, reminds me of this reminds us of this and this is something really really big that people do when they get to listening and maybe you don't even understand something but then people are like you know what i'll look on urban dictionary 
you look on Urban Dictionary. Do you know sometimes that there are multiple meanings to, to certain phrases and to certain things? And I think about when you don't, when you look stuff up, instead of just asking the person like, hey, what did you mean by that? You can end up looking like a fool too. And then you have an opinion on something that you got from the internet instead of just going to the source. And a, a great example, I think of this in the Bible is when Jesus is like, I'm going to destroy the temple. And in three days, I'm going to raise it back up. All the people are like, what? You can't destroy the temple. Is he crazy? And he's going to build it in three days. If they would have just asked the source, what do you mean by this? But instead they went on UrbanDictionary.com or they, they Googled it. They didn't really do that. But I'm just saying that's what we would do in today's world. Instead of just asking Jesus, you know, what do you mean by that? Or or having just a different perspective to think about it. They, they missed the message. They missed the message. And so many times we miss the message. And what we learn from Jesus is there's usually more to the speaker than what they're actually saying. So that's where the importance of asking questions and seeing what that person is thinking and seeing if you can peel back some layers and see maybe if there's some hurt or there's some trauma or something that the spirit can guide you to to speak with love and, and, and compassion. Because we got to realize that words absolutely do matter. They absolutely do matter. But sometimes there are multiple meanings to things. There are multiple meanings to things. All right. Second thing. How did Jesus listen? He listened with compassion. He listened with his body language. If you look at in the Bible, it talks about a number of times where people wanted Jesus's attention and Jesus stopped what he was doing to show them compassion, to listen to them to see what they wanted, to see more importantly, what they needed. And that's something that we got to be aware of. James 1 verse 19 tells us, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Like, don't look for a reason to get ticked off. We look for reasons to get on 10. I'm about to snap. I'm about to go off. But it's like, why? Just slow down. Just listen. Just listen. Slow to speak. Slow to get angry. You don't want to get angry. Some people operate in that space of I love to be angry, but but I don't because I do crazy and stupid stuff. I already don't have it all, but I really mess up with that stuff. And like I said before, Jesus, how did he listen? He listened by asking questions. He was the question master. And I just think about like some of the awesome questions that he asks. Like, look at this Matthew 5, verse 47. It says, and if you greet only your people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Like that, that was a question I thought was just awesome. If you think that there's a question that you feel like is awesome that Jesus asked, go ahead and leave that in the comments right now, especially if you're on YouTube. Leave that in the comments. What is one of the best questions that you think that Jesus has ever asked someone recorded in the Bible? And really when Jesus is doing this, he's checking for understanding. He's actually getting something deeper with the question that he does. And we can learn from Jesus on how to ask questions, when to ask questions, and the importance of just asking questions and the fourth thing on how jesus listened he was spirit-led he was spirit-led he was constantly in the bible he was con i should say constantly in the word he was constantly asking what is the will of the father and those are things that we can consistently and continuously do in our world we can pray we can be in the word we can ask the spirit we can ask the father you know what what is your will now something that i want to give you five things right here on this episode of two reasons people listen which one are you? How should you listen? Besides just, of course, like Jesus. First one is this. Listen like the person you're talking to is your best friend, your favorite person, somebody who just saved your life, somebody who just blessed you, somebody who just gave you a whole bunch of money. Listen like they are that person. 
Like, like, can you do that? Can you listen like they are that person? Now, you notice I didn't say family member because some of y'all are like, I don't want to listen to my uncle or my auntie. They talk too much. They, they crazy. But yes, that's why I said like your favorite person, your best friend. Listen like they are one of those people. The second thing, listen like it's your job to end up defending this person. I feel like law and order, they come up with some crazy defenses when they want people to to be right. But but listen like that. Listen to so just so you have a different perspective and you're not jumping down this person's throat, but you actually want to uh, help the person out or understand them or, or gain a perspective. Listen like it's an older or younger version of you. Listen like it's an angry or hurt version of you. If you listen like it's yourself, then all of a sudden you give it a benefit of doubt. All of a sudden you you hear and you see things different. All of a sudden you're not getting offended by this person, but you're taking in what they're saying. And that allows you to ask deeper and better questions. Another one, listen like you just got loved and somebody just gave you the benefit of doubt. Listen like somebody just showed you grace because I got breaking news for you. All of us have the grace of God. All of us have the grace of God. We've been gifted with that faith. So that's another way that we, we can listen. Okay, listen to love and speak the truth. There will be some times where we have to divide, but Romans chapter 12, this is talking about putting love into action. And how do you put that love into action? You listen to love. You listen with the intent to how can I love this person best? How can I serve this person best? Check out Romans chapter 12. It's a whole passage or whole section, I should say, talking about loving and putting it into action. I'm just going to read this passage to you. Verse 15, it says, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. I'm, I'm prideful at times that that affects our listening big time, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. That's one of the main reasons it's so tough for us to listen because we put our pride in a way we, we get conceited or we think we know it. Like, I think I know it. I know, I know what this person's going to say. I already know what they're thinking. And even if you do at times, that's where we get to asking the questions, the whys, the what's so you can peel back so you can get to a deeper issue. You can get to a deeper thing, build a deeper connection. Now, to wrap this up or to conclude this episode of two reasons people listen, which one are you? When we look at Christ and how much he loves us, that transforms, that makes our capability to listen so much different. It allows us to love greater. It allows us to, to listen to people with a different lens, the lens of Christ. And the spirit that God has given each and every one of us allows us to love and, and to connect. And more importantly, it allows us to know, all right, when should I try to connect? When should I try to separate? When should I love? When should I go ahead and debate? And so many times in our lives, we do not listen with the thought process of how would Christ handle this situation? But because of the great love that he has given us, because he has loved us immensely, we can listen. And I hope that reason that you are listening is to love like Christ. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Two Reasons People Listen. Which one are you? I want you to think about that. Remember, feel free to share this episode, write a review, hit the five star, leave a comment on YouTube. I'll try to get back at you. Thanks for joining me on this episode again. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.